AM 630 The Word is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you will get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of our AM 630 The Word Church of the Week program, Director of Ministry Development, Marcus Burgos. Thank you and welcome once again to Church of the Week program. I am your host. My name is Marcus Burgos, and I miss you guys. It's been a while. It's been a minute. But in the this time, I want to introduce to you a pastor from this city that I'm very interested in you hearing and uh, very happy to have met and connected with. But before we get there, you know, I, I like to share a little bit from the Word and from my, my daily devotional. And today we are, we're reading from the book of Matthew. And um, Matthew chapter 8 is today's reading. And right from the beginning, I, I saw something that just turned, it just jumped out at me and it stopped me from my reading. And someone comes to Jesus and says, Lord, if, if you're willing, if you're willing, would you, would you heal me? And, and I know that to be many of our prayers uh, and our prayer style. And, and we, we come to the Lord uh, looking for how we can leverage, how we can twist his arm uh, into convincing him to doing something for us. And, uh, and Jesus turns around and he says, I'm willing. I'm willing. I want to. I want to heal you. And he says, be healed. And, and I, I love that about Jesus and what that reveals to us about him. When, when especially it comes to, to healing, a lot of people, I, I hear a lot of people, and a lot of people tell me, well, if it's, if it's the Lord's will, then I understand. You know, if, if we're praying outside of God's will. But when it comes to healing, I think, I think the Bible is clear. By his stripes, the Bible says, we are healed. And I don't, I don't think we need to come in as a, as a beggar, especially since we're children of the, of, of the Father. And you, you, we don't come in as a beggar. We come in in a different posture. Not that we're coming and bossing anybody around, but we come in knowing that I'm a son of the almighty God, the creator of the heavens and the earth. And, and he's my father. He's my Lord. He loves me. He's not angry at me. He's, he loves me so much that he sent his son to die on the cross for me. And when we begin to understand the power of of the cross and what Jesus has done for us, we can come in and say, you know what, God, I receive the healing. I receive everything that you've paid for me to have. And it may take a lifetime. I think it'll take a lifetime to unbox everything that that means. Uh, but man, we should we should get the knife and let's cut this box open. And let's receive what God has for you. So today, perhaps healing is, is something you're looking for and, you're, and, and you need. And, and in this, this day and age where, I mean, COVID is not too far back in our, in our past. It's still pretty fresh. I, I, I think we can, we can pray and we can, and rather than beg, we can come before the Father, like the Bible says, boldly come before the Father and be able to say, Lord, I receive my healing. I, I plead the blood of Jesus. And because you paid the price, I, I can have it. And so I want to give you some boldness in, in faith and in your prayer time that you can receive 
everything God has for you. Can I hear an amen? Right there in your car, you could say amen in, in, on the track. Say amen and receive that. And, and I want to, I want to move on, uh, to, to my guests that I have here today. I'm so happy, uh, to have Pastor Keith, uh, from Now Word right here in, in awesome San Antonio, Texas. Pastor Keith, thank you for joining me today. Oh, thank you for having me. Hey, man, I want to I introduce uh, you to our audience, and I want them to be able to hear a little bit from your heart. And so tell me a little bit, are you, are you a Texan? Are you from San Antonio? How did you get here? Are you a PK? So many questions I have about you. <laughs> no, no. I, I was born and raised in St. Louis, Missouri, and I got here by the way of the Air Force. All right. And so that's kind of my background in the sense of where I'm from and how I got here. If you want to know a little bit more about my, uh, my Christendom. Yeah. How, uh, how, what, tell me that conversion moment. How did that happen for you? Well, back in St. Louis, I, uh, my family was uh, churchgoers, mainly on uh, Christmas, Easter. <laughs> okay. And, but, 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 you, you didn't but, miss those two services. Right, right. We, we didn't miss those at family day. We didn't miss yeah. those, those days, but those were very interesting days. But uh, I, I would say uh, God was always working with me, even in my my sinful days. Now, what I mean by that is when I would go to church, there was something in me, and I, now I know it's God, right, that I never got caught up in the church. I wanted to know the God of the people mm. that was praising that God. Yeah. So it, so I never got caught up in the, the hypocrisy of the church. Yeah. I never got caught up in the, the imperfections of the church. I just wanted to know. There was something in me that says, I want to know that God someday that you're talking about. Even though I don't see you guys kind of living it, you know what I'm saying? But there's something here that's real, all right? And I want to know that, that God. And so I want to encourage anybody that, that maybe you, you, you gave up on church or something like that, but you missed it because when you go to church, even though we're fallible people, seek the God we're seeking. Exactly. Just go after the God and not so much the church, you yeah. know what I'm saying? The, yeah. And so that's what I did. So if that was always with me, and so I came and joined the Air Force, and then— a friend of mine, uh, Walter Jenkins, uh, who I was working with, um, had a transformation. He he changed, and he never came to me with Jesus or anything like that, but I just I saw his life. So one day I went to him, and I said, hey, Walt, I, I noticed what's going on. And he said, hey, man, I gave my life to Christ. And it was evident. It was the, he, he, was, he was like both for Christ and after devotion, you know what I'm saying? He, so I said, wow, so let me t- take me to your church, man. So I went there, and... Uh, began to seek the God of that church, not the people, the God of that church. Now, are you you're already in? I'm in San Antonio. You're in San I'm Antonio. In Air Force, I'm sorry. I'm in the Air Force. I'm in San Antonio. And uh, just want to change a life. Yeah. There wasn't nothing dramatic in my life. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't no great events, you know, sorrows. I was, you know, I had a good life. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And But I just knew there was more in life. That's what That was God, man. I mean, I just knew life is more than living and dying. Something... I'm missing something here. And something I, that always, dash, yeah. Something missing, and I knew, uh, that, and it always went back to God, God, right? And so he took me to this Pentecostal church, Joy Temple uh, Church of God in Christ, and and uh, so it was it was an experience watching people speak in tongues and mm. being just demonstrative. And yeah. I got to, you know, it was kind of funny at time watching people <laughs> do that, right? But I said, man, they're serious, and I, I, they're really going after this God, yeah. you know, right? And so eventually, uh, him ministering to me, me continually coming back, back and forth, I eventually, get, you know, went up to the altar. Uh, the guy said, anybody want to come? And I just felt like God said, hey, 
this is it. This is the time. So I went up there and, and uh, gave my life to Christ, had an experience there, what they would call speaking in tongues. Mm-hmm. And um, and I, from that point on, man, I, I'm all God, man. I'm all God. So at that moment, you went up to the altar. Uh-huh. You received Jesus. You received Christ. Right. And the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Right. Right. Well, they, well you couldn't get out of there. If you, <laughs> <laughs> they were not going to let you no, out. No, no, They get around you, man. They're going to pray. And, you know, you're going to get that Holy Ghost. You know what I'm saying? And, but the innocence of it all, hey, I, I want it. Whatever it was, man, yeah. I wanted it. You know what I'm saying? And so, and, and, and check this out. Um, again, unbeknown me, any, any um, scriptural mm-hmm. uh, definitions to what I was doing. Yeah. The one thing I, I do remember doing was I would not – the pastor didn't say the word. He just said, you want to give your life to Christ, right? But I, I, I repented of my sins. Mm-hmm. So, and I, that means I made a change. Yeah. And uh, so I came down. So my life, you can see my life drastically changed because when I repented of my sins, I didn't want to live that life no more. Right. And so I threw all my, I always tell the people I give my testimony, I threw my eight tracks away. So that's <laughs> i tell you how old I am. We threw my eight, eight tracks away, no movies. Just, just, I'm all about God, man. Yeah. And and so uh, that's that's my quest. That's I went on it, and uh, my my girlfriend at the time, Denise, uh Metlock at the time, uh, she gave her life to Christ at a, at a Baptist church, and and so we worked those things out, and we eventually came together and got married. And, Amen. Uh, so forty years later, this is about fortieth uh, year of um, marriage. So God has been really good to us. Uh, two two kids. Uh, together, clubbing it. Yeah. Now you know. Now we're doing it for Jesus. Amen. Yeah. I wanna I wanna ask you a little bit about there's there's two things that you said. Let's see how far we get with it. Mm-hmm. But you threw out your eight tracks. Right. Threw eight tracks. Everything. Man. And <laughs> and you know that that may be considered. Uh, I mean, when when I was when I was coming up, I right. grew up in a holiness church. Right. Okay. So you so, know what I'm talking. So about. I know yeah, what right, you're talking yeah, right. about. Uh, and so the holiness church, uh, especially looking at it from from other point of view, it's a legalistic. Okay, and you right. can't do and you can't do anything. Right, you know that a right. lot of people have that understanding looking from the outside. I, I look at it differently, mm-hmm. be, because what I want is to please God. Right, I'm not doing it because I have to. Right, I'm doing it because because I want to. I don't know if right. anybody told you throw out the eight tracks or you just said, you know what? This God has been so good to me. Mm-hmm. How, how was that? How was, could you unpack that a little bit to, to kind of d- define what, or, or, or turn it from legalism to, to relationship? Okay. The, the, the thing about it is we, we always say one or the other. They're both mm. like we, we have this phrase that's really Marcus. I don't believe really biblical. We say, uh, I, I have a relationship with God, not religion. Well, no, that's not true. You have religion because James talked about true religion, right. all right? Religions are the rules to the relationship. Right. I got both. You don't have a relationship without rules. Right. Relationship says these are the rules to the relationship. Right, so you don't throw out the Ten Commandments. No, 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 no. So I got religion. I got the rules to the relationship. When yeah. you get married, you got rules. Hello. It's not legalism. You, know what I'm you got rules to this yeah. relationship. So that's, that's what religion is. It's, it's the rules to it, all right? Yeah. To the relationship. Yeah. And so when you love somebody, Jesus said, Jesus said the key, when Jesus was walking, man, Jesus said the key to this whole thing, man, is not the rules of the relationship. It's the love of the relationship. If you love me, guess what he said? 
you'll keep my commandments That's on my right. religion. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, you know, so the key to it is, Marcus, maybe you did, I did. I wanted that God, man. Yeah. You know, now I came a lot of bit. I got to tell the truth about I came a lot because back in those days, they talk a lot about hell. So mm-hmm. hell's not a place I wanted to go. Right. So that kind of helped me get make, make a decision. You know yeah. what I'm saying? About, <laughs> you know, uh, my lifestyle of sin and I wanted Jesus, all right? Yeah. So I want Jesus. So the love part came for me later. I came out of reverence mm-hmm. of of knowing I'm a sinner, understanding that God is the way and Jesus is the way. So I, I, I got that. But then I grew in love. And, and the more I grew in love, it was easy to put down things I thought that would offend him. So the key to uh, walking with Christ is religion and relationship. But the foundation of it is love. God so loved the world. The Bible's laden with this love relationship. It's a love story. Yeah. It's, a, it's a love story. And so legally, I'm not supposed to go outside of my marriage legally, right? Because I got married. I got these rules. But what keeps me in it is love. You know what I'm saying? It's not like, oh, I got to knock in. I got to be faithful. Oh, my God. No. Who I wants love. to be in a marriage like that? Right. Who wants to be in a marriage like that? It's based <laughs> upon love. And love never takes. Yeah. Love always gives. Lust takes. Right. Lust takes. And so a lot of times we get married. Uh, and, that's, and I talk about that in a book I wrote called Deology. We, we, we get married even in Christendom. We bring in the Eros love. Mm-hmm. That's the mating love. Right. That's the the love you come in and you're physically attracted to one another and all that. That's not the love that we're supposed to get married on. We're supposed to already get married on the agape love. Right. All right? I tell I tell people, don't get married to anybody if they don't have agape with you because eros is going to wind down. Mm-hmm. Okay? Eros is just for you to mate, to, to bring together attractions, right. sexuality, right? But if the, this is the advantage that Christians have. If we're walking in agape love, selfless love, mm-hmm. That covers all the other loves that we bring into the relationship. But if you don't have that agape covering it, then your your eros, your attraction, your sexuality, it's gonna it's gonna subside. It's gonna and then you're gonna be looking at each other like, well, what's going on here? Right. All the right. other loves will right. suffer. All, all all that you're getting off on is it's gonna suffer. But that agape that we're supposed to have with one another already, all right, is the selfless love that I will give myself I give my life to you. Before I married you, because we were brothers and sisters in Christ first. Mm-hmm. And so that's the thing, the key to the whole relationship in, in, in uh, Christendom really is, is learning to love them, man. Learning to love them. I love that, uh, the, way, the way you explain that, because it does take both. Yeah. It does, it does take both, and we have to know the rules. But you, you listen to people, and they talk about, I got a relationship. And then it's almost like Marcus, it's like it frees them to do anything they want to do. Because he loves me. You know what I'm saying? It's this love relationship without rules. And like, that's not the okay. case. That's not true. Oh, that's no, not. no, no. But if you listen to people, yeah. says, no, he, he wants a relationship, not religion. So you right then you kind of know where they're going, that, that you kind of free to he accepts your sinfulness. You know, he's just putting up with you. You can just you don't have to change. Yeah. You know, today, I think we suffer more from people making decisions and not conversions. All right, they're making a decision to come to Christ because they want something personal from Christ. Mm. But like I said before, when you come to Christ, the first thing Jesus said was repent. That's right. Change your mind about your lifestyle. All right, but we're not make, we're not changing our mind about our lifestyle. We're making a decision to, to go with Christ so Christ can help me get what I want. And and that's basically what teaching is all about. You know what I'm saying? Is help you get what you want. And that's not why God's saving you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he's saving you because he's got a mission for you. And the purpose at this point in time, right now, 
is to do what he wants you to do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That, that's all this is. I was talking last night at a staff meeting. I said, show me in the Bible where God said he wants to make you happy. Mm-hmm. Jesus never, he never, ever, look at the Bible. He never promised you he was going to make you happy. He said, be holy, not be happy. That's right. Now, happy is a byproduct. Yeah, yeah you know, you ain't sour, but when life is not happy, I better still be holy. That's right. You, you know, and so, but we got this this thing, and I want to go off, you know, each to his own, but we got people out there now that's making the gospel a happy gospel. Mm-hmm. You know, people come out, they come out of church happy. I'm just, no, I want you to come out of church holy. That's right. All right? More to God than more to yourself. Because I make you happy, that means I did, I did something self, I uh, preached to your self-interest. Yeah. Now so, you got something out of it for you, yeah. not for God. When you come out holy, that means you're doing it for God, not for you. And so get out the happy church and find a holy church. And so that's that's what really we, we, the church needs to come back to is holiness. Yeah. But, Marcus, I'll tell you this. And I don't know if I'm supposed to do this in, in this interview, but let me tell you this. Uh, define holiness. To me, it's separation. Okay. Define separation. So if I'm if – if, see, this is the problem of church. Yeah. We don't go. We don't tell people what holy it is anymore. Right now, me and you came from Pentecost. Yeah, they tell you what holy it is. Oh yeah, turn that TV off. Yeah, put that music down. Pray fast. Change your yeah, change your clothes. <laughs> right. We, well, at least they gave us something what holy was. Exactly. Be different from the they world. They defined it. Yeah. They defined it today. No, yep. no, no one want to go down the street. You know no. why? Because we're more interested in big church than holy church. Mm. We're more interested in the crowd than the sanctification, entertainment, the, the entertainment. How can I get people in? Yeah. Instead of teaching them what they should be doing. So we stay away from that word holy. You can ask any pastor, define holy for me. And they're very tentative, they're very yeah. Tentative about that because they want to call what you call legalistic. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, that's legalism. No, that's that's probably some rules to the relationship. Okay, let me tell you this. You got a child. They got rules? Oh yeah. Okay. And don't you tell them sometimes that don't hang out with certain people? Oh yeah. Because they're not what you that's they're right. not going to be good for you. Mm-hmm. That's the same thing the Bible says. But, but, but we get funny with it. Every time we put a rule to something, oh, that's legalistic. Oh, that's the, oh, no, we ain't got to do Okay, then you have no rules to your relationship? There's nothing to this? No, no, no. God wants us to be distinct. He took the children of Israel out. He gave them holiness. What did he do? Sanctify yourself. He gave them circumcision. Yeah. So everybody in the pagan world knew these the people, These are different. Then he gave them a Sabbath day. You know mm-hmm. why he gave them a Sabbath day? Because in the pagan world, they worked seven days. That's right. So when they saw the Israelites stop on a certain day, they made a distinction. Holiness basically means you're distinct. Mm-hmm. You're, you're different, not weird. You just do things different. Yeah. You're not condemning nobody. But everybody can say, when's the last time we hear people say, that's a Christian? Mm-hmm. See, we lost our distinction. Because we yeah. do everything they do. Yeah, because we want to look more like them. Right. We want to look like them. We want to, you know, and if we say, hey, well, let's keep our modesty. Let's get, oh, no, no. We, we got to attract them. We got to look like them. Show me in the Bible that's where it says lie. look like them to get them. That's a lie. No, 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 no. no. So, but that's, but we're into mega church. We're into big church. We're into, we're into crowds, not church. See, we're drawing a crowd, but that's not a church. Mm-hmm. A church is one that is set aside for God's use, where he dwells, where he rules, where he reigns. And where people are sometimes overwhelmed with the holiness of God. Yes. And they fall down in the midst of the and service. I, and I think that's that's the key. Mm-hmm. Because someone may say, well, how do I know? Mm-hmm. 
Well, there should be a response from God. Oh, yeah. I will inhabit. Does he? Right. Right. The, uh, the, praises right. the praises of my, of my people. And so at church, there should be a presence. A presence. There should be a response to the mm-hmm. altar, mm-hmm. the sacrifice on the altar. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so we were there and we get entertained. They sang my song and, and that's good. You know, and oh, what you say? And, sang your song, huh? And he, well, you weren't singing with him. See, oh, no. What is, and the pastor preached me happy, and so happy? I'm I'm good. I'm I could good. go on the rest of my day and live my life the way I feel. It's supposed to be called corporate worship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Corporate worship means everybody's supposed to be singing. Yeah. But somehow we turn the lights out, shine it on the on the stage, and everybody's yeah. got you know they're singing for me. They're worshiping for me. All right. That's not it. No. No. Do, do you might as well play a CD? Play oh, you oh, yeah. know, play I Israel. Want, I or want something. to encourage people. Listen, and I ain't the epitome of how people come to Christ. But there's something innate with me. The next time you go to church, go for God, man. Yeah. Don't go for the, the, your favorite song. Say God, if you're here, if you you know, man, just reveal yourself to me. I don't want to leave here with a people experience. I, I want to leave here knowing. Your presence is real. Yes. And once I understand that, you can't talk me out of that. The devil can't talk me out of that. When you get in the presence of God, can't nobody talk me out of God does exist. Why? Because the first testimony is he exists in me because I know what he's done for me mm-hmm. in my life. And so I encourage anybody who's out there and you're driving, man, just say, God, if you're real. I used to always say this, even before my church. God, if you're real, just reveal yourself to me. And, and every once in a while, he would send me people witnessing. I said, no, not, not right now, God, not right now, right now. <laughs> you know, but, but, but it was always showing me that he was real, you know. And so he had his hand on my life. Me and my wife met uh, in a club. Mm-hmm. We, was good, we were good sinners. Yeah. Doing everything the sinners do. Now, you can't tell me that God didn't match us together because we ended up um, getting saved, uh, working in and establishing a church where we went together at uh, New Creation Christian Fellowship, Bishop Copeland and Claudette Copeland. Yes, yeah. Uh, pastors, we helped. Uh, they founded the church, but we were there in the inception. God told me to give my life to them 15 years. He said, give me, he didn't tell me the years. He said, just give your life to them. Yeah. So me and my wife and my family, we gave our life to that ministry. And then I thought I was going to be with them forever. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the Lord said, I want you to pastor. I said, pastor? See, I, I wouldn't really want to be, Marcus, was uh, like a, an evangelist but in this kind of set. Go to churches, kind of help them. Mm-hmm. Uh, with trust growth, things like that, you know, seminars, things like that, yeah. right? So that 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 call was weird. So I'm I'm what you call a reluctant pastor. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> many of I'm, many a, of us a, are a, a pastor of love. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a pastor of love. You know, and uh, but but what's what's the chances of two people in the world in a club meet each other, get saved? And do church together. And God calls these two individuals to church together. That's that's the miracle um, of, of God, man. Yeah. And so seeing that, watching that, and then stepping out and, and, and doing it, and God uh, sending people into a school, and 22 years later, we're thriving, uh, just having a, a wonderful time. Uh, and the people I've met mm-hmm. uh, in the church, the, the covenant people that we have in our church, like my man John here, um, it's just I would I would listen if I had not uh, obeyed that call I would have never met the people That's that right. I passed yeah and so besides my family the greatest gift God gave me was that, that church and those people I love to meet some now word people man they're they're great great people I want to I want to get there uh, but there was the second thing 
that we that you mentioned uh about when we go to church mm. is like we it's it's people versus presence mm, and we get caught up on right. the people right and so how, right. who hasn't heard why they don't go to church right. is because of their hypocrites in that right, church all that, right you know all right. that all that mess and and so it it becomes people versus presence could you take a minute and and maybe maybe unpack that a little bit because you talked about presence and right. i love that right. but the people sometimes get in the way in right. our way to finding it to the presence again whatever me and john talk about all the time and john can you say everyone we always talk about the distinction that if i put a lot of things on god in my head why i thought the way i thought right mm-hmm. so even though we're imperfect and you're never going to find a perfect church and but I just had a sense, Marcus, I wanted what they were going after, even yeah. though they went out there in perfection. Whatever I thought about them, right. I knew they were seeking something. I know he was preaching from something. All right? So I wanted that. I didn't get caught up in church. And today, I don't want people, when, when, I, when God sent me out, the, my whole theme was teach people to know God, and then those people can come, become his church. Not Don't teach church. This is what we do at the church. No, this is what God does. Yeah. And this is how you be his people. Then we become his church. Right. A lot of times we orientate people to the church. Right. This is how our church is doing it. So now when they're orientated to the church, the religion is church. Mm-hmm. It's not God. So it's, then it becomes rule-based without a relationship. Yes. Yeah. Okay? You, you need both. So we try to teach people this is God. No God for yourself. This is God. Now let's be the church. But isn't that, that knows God? Isn't that how Moses Moses' experience was? Mm-hmm. Where God told him, "Do this." Right. I'm gonna show you this. Right. Do this down there. Right. You know. Right. And then the tabernacle. And the, the, you the know, tabernacle. Because, but, but, but but as pastors, we know. I don't want to be your, your your Moses. Go up to the mountain. Come back. Tell me. Tell me what he's saying. Hey. Go, go. This is what see that's that whole Sunday morning thing. I gotta tell everybody what God said. Like right. you can tell God can tell you what He's saying. I yeah. want you. I want God to tell you what to He's tell saying. Tell you. You yeah. know. Yeah. I mean. You know what I'm saying. Like, but they want to make me the Moses, not my church. But they're good people. But I'm saying people. The want, other churches. Right. The mother churches. Right. The mother churches. <laughs> they want me to be the Moses to go to the mountain because they're scared to go to the mountain. I come back and then they know they ain't been to the mountain. I tell them what God says. Then they're gonna fuss about me something. Somewhere they ain't been, you know right. what I'm saying? So, yeah. so you have that dynamics, right? Yep. yep. But no, man. I what I what I tell the, what I tell the church is uh, initially, originally, mm-hmm. what God was looking for was a nation of priests, right? He Did he is. not say New that? Testament? He still is. But in the Old Testament, he said that was his introduction to Moses. All right. And then the people said, "No, Moses, you go." Right. You go. They you saw go. the cloud. They heard the the, the Oh no, you go. Mm-hmm. And they they said, "We'll stay back." You keep on going, and then right. and then we have that Moses syndrome that a lot of a lot of pastors fall into. The, I'm the only one right. that can hear. I call it platform celebrities. Mm. All right, you know, ooh, here he comes, the latest and greatest preacher. You know what I'm yeah. saying? No, 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 man. We're supposed to be servants. Yeah, it, it, it should not be. People should be pitying us instead of elevating us. You know what I'm saying? Like if if they see the service and how dirty we should look, mm-hmm. they should be saying like, "Oh, my poor pastor! I gotta pay for my pastor." You know? You know what I mean? Right. Because they see what we're going through. Okay. Yeah. Uh, because we're servants. Yeah. But when we become celebrities, then God, they elevate Lord us to a place us. that we we don't need to. That we they give us fame that we don't need to be walking in. All right. Uh, pastor not to be. It's not God will make your name great like He did Abraham. But it's to be to serve him and not to elevate yourself, you know. And I, I tell people all the time, 
and I heard this recently uh, from Bishop Bronner out of Atlanta. He said, when your feet get up off the ground, it means you need more responsibility on your shoulder mm. to bring you down. You know right. what I'm saying? So whenever I feel like elevated off the ground, I need to put more responsibility of the church on my shoulder, and it'll put you back to hum- humility yeah. on yeah. the ground, you know, on the, on the ground. So uh, those are the things that uh, I see that we, we are trying to strive to do, yeah. um, to be what God wants us to be, because in our local church, all we want to do, man, is be in the presence of God. And and know, uh, and be aware of him being in our midst, okay? And and be the fellowship, caring for one another. This is the year in our church. It's called the year of our relationship. Mm. Deconstruct, reconstruct the relationships God has. Yeah. And so the three foundations of the church is, is the do- apostles' doctrine, fellowship, which is broken into bread, and prayer. Those are the three things. You build your church off that, you're going to be fine. Yeah. So we're stressing on the fellowship, which people really don't do. It's the joint participation. It is the communion right. of Christ's body and the people taking care of one another. And no one's left alone. And so we're being intentional this year about our relationships, intentional about showing our love to one another, intentional about caring for one another. He who sees his brother in need and don't meet that need, how does the love of God dwell in you? You know? How can you say I'm your brother and my sister and I see your need and I won't come to you to take care? Yeah. And so we're trying to uh, be a genuine fellowship where everybody from the back to the front know they're known, not only by God but by us, and they matter to us. And so we're striving to do that this year uh, and deconstruct and reconstruct our relationships in, in accordance to fellowship. Wow, there's so much that uh, we can continue talking mm-hmm. about and preaching and just mm-hmm. getting into the Word. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to I want to now continue to to the church to the mm-hmm. ministry to now sure. now word sure and um, so you you you've given us a lot of, about that and, and and I love it I want you to take a moment and mm-hmm. maybe introduce John and yeah and I was going to say let John say we'll go what's the question now so I can introduce John and, hey, and John John Mendoza he he's a, uh, a guy who came to our church uh, how many years ago uh, over ten years ago over oh, ten years ago and. Him and his wife gave a life to Christ. Uh, I was, had the privilege of um, dedicating his children. Mm. Just a faithful guy. He left me. He said, the Lord told him to go to Washington, D.C. I told him he didn't, but he said he did. <laughs> but you see the Lord brought him back. <laughs> <laughs> you got to listen to your pastor. You got to you know listen to the pastor. But, but go ahead and do what you need to do. <laughs> but he came go back. run into the wall. Yeah, I'll, I'll be ahead. here when go, you come back. Yeah, just go ahead and do that. I'll be here when you get back. Thank God you know, you spared us. But he, he's, he's more than a parishioner. He's my brother in Christ, and uh, we spend a lot of time together. And so uh, the question is, uh, no, John, he's, he's, a, he's a fruit of our, uh, our yeah. ministry. And so the fruit should tell what the tree does, right? Oh, yeah, that's true. Right? Yeah, that's so, true. John, uh, tell us a little bit about Now Word. Why do you, why, do you love it? Or why have you been there 10 years? Yeah, What's going think, on? You know, and I think uh, even just like Pastor Keith just shared, right, it's a true testament of what at the core Now Word is about, right? Mm-hmm. Covenant relationship. Yeah. So like he said, even with my wife and I leaving, we stayed in relationship. Right. It wasn't about I was inside the four walls every Sunday. Right. It was about the covenant relationship that we have. And so, yeah, when 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 God said it was time to come back to San Antonio, I knew what what that meant and Mm -hmm. I knew what it was about. And it was about coming back and serving the serving God. Right. Serving his people. And uh, and I think you've heard and hopefully the listeners have heard this morning um, just a little bit about Pastor Key's heart. 
about people, God's people, and how we should love each other, how we should treat each other. And that's really what we're about, right? We're seeking his presence um, every single day and just trying to value people. That's really what now you know, it's about. I think that uh, in the words of, of the prophet, he said, the prophet said, I'm alone. I'm the only one. <laughs> you know, and, and you know, in, in the Marcus version, you know, God responded and said, shut right. up. <laughs> right. I got, I got seven uh, seven thousand others that have not bent the knee, you know. And so when we begin, I believe when mm-hmm. we begin to make God our focus, mm-hmm. and not not the other things that that many do. I mean, the entertainment is easy because mm-hmm. you know you wanna you wanna bring people, so you entertain them. But God says, no, seek me, and I will bring. I will oh, do. He will do it. Yeah. You yes. Know? Yes. He right. said. And then, but then right. you begin to attract the the covenant people. Right. Right. You know, because the, the entertainment people are easy come, easy go. Exactly. Because they usually left the church to come to yours. Mm-hmm. We, and we, and we, if we, there's a better program down the street, guess where they're going to be next week? <laughs> right. You That's know, true. they're going to be at the next spot. We, we're Like we were talking earlier, you were talking about people will come from anywhere if it's about relationship. That's right. And that's the key because no one at our church lives probably within 10 miles of that church. <laughs> you, you know, I mean, the radius of where they come from. Yeah. And it, it comes from. Uh, our relationships, the, the blessing of our churches in 22 years, there are people there have been, you know, majority of the people have been there, 22. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Usually people come and go. Yeah. We've had people in the military who have given up careers other places to stay wow. here out of relationship. There, were, there are people who have left and came back and, and he came to our church. I mean, and so I, when I see that kind of thing, it, I always tell people this, and you, you were talking about it earlier, Marcus, and it's so true. People don't get up and leave a church if they have a good relationship. Mm-hmm. I know they see me like, I can't stand that. This, these relationships are just too good. I'm going to leave this church. No, that, <laughs> people don't do that. You know what I'm saying? It's a, it's, people are looking for social. They're looking for genuine relationship. Yeah. Will you love me in my ugliness and in my goodness? Do you want my money or do you want my heart? What, do you, mm-hmm. what are you after here? And people, I tell you, at now we're at Covenant Church. We're after people who who. who we want to love you for who you are. We're not after anything but to teach you about Jesus Christ, about relationships in Jesus Christ, and doing life together in Jesus Christ. And one day, like I tell people all the time, either I'm going to bury you, you're going to bury me, mm-hmm. but we're going to love one another to the end. To the end. We're going to enjoy this this walk. We try to, we, we try to I'm, I'm going to use the word, Marcus, dumb it down, make it simple, walk for people, all right? It's follow the doctrine. Stay in the fellowship, stay in prayer. You know, if you do those things and love one another, if you do those things and walk by our covenant relationship uh, process, we all good, man. And listen, your kids are my kids. That's right. If your kids fail, my kid, I fail. There's no compare. I, call, I, I did a sermon called Comparitis. We don't compare ourselves with one another. You know, if you got a big house, that's my big house. I mean, if you got, we are like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, so everybody's welcome, man. There's no little you, big you. I try to walk as, what you call the word, humility. Uh, there's no big-time pastor. I ain't got people running around picking up everything for me. I can pick my own stuff up and walk out the <laughs> I door. I can carry myself. my own Bible. I Thank you. I can carry my own Bible. I, you know, there's no show here. You know, I want relationship yeah. in God. And, and, and this, listen to this. The whole Bible, you want to capitalize it, bottom line it, God so loved the world. That's right. So much he want relationship. He said, I want you so bad, I'm going to give you my son. I want to be reconciled. I say it like this. The ministry of reconciliation is never complete, Marcus, 
with my 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 reconciliation with God only. It's reconciliation with God and people with people. Mm-hmm. Meaning, if I'm black and I reconcile myself with God, and you white, I should reconcile myself with you. That's right. It, it's not genuine if we reconcile ourselves with God and we can't reconcile with ourselves with people. And that's the key that brings all races together. Mm-hmm. That our reconciliation with God should also be our, our reconciliation with all people or welcome the, into the church. Why? Mm-hmm. Because if God forgave us, we can forgive our sins that we have done against other races. Mm-hmm. We can do all that. We can bring, it's all keyed in the Bible, man. If we understand, first of all, relationship always is is centered on, I will never hold your sins against you. I will always love you and reconcile you. That's what it is. Yeah. Tell them, I don't hold his sins against yeah. you. I reconcile. So you, my white brother, I don't hold your sin against you. I'm reconciled. I don't. I, there's no sin that I can't forgive. Mm-hmm. We're reconciled. But as long as I make you pay restitution or do something that you did you didn't even do and make you pay for that, then there's no reconciliation. Right. So there's no reconciliation without us first reconciling with God. And then go look, find your brother and reconcile it with them. Isn't, isn't forgiveness a much bigger key mm-hmm. to freedom than, than we give it credit for? Oh, yeah. You know, I always, I always say unforgiveness is... Is you drinking a poison? I'm right. drinking a poison, expecting you to die. <laughs> right. You know, I'm right. the one. I'm 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 kept in this uh, this prison right. of unforgiveness. So it it behooves me. It's better for me to forgive you. That's so true. But it's not very popular. That's so true. You know, I, I stay away from politics from the pulpit, mm-hmm. um, and so I, I don't I don't I don't go there. Right. But man, I preach forgiveness. Right. You know, and I know myself. People have hello. I'm I'm. Not 25. Right. You know, I'm not 25 years old, I'm a little older. And so I've been through some stuff. And, and I've, I've had not only the opportunity to preach forgiveness, mm-hmm. but to practice it. Mm. And I thank God mm-hmm. that today I'm free. I don't carry that burden, you know, of unforgiveness, of hatred, of I don't want to see, can't go down that block because I know people and I don't like. I'm free. That's true. That's so true. I don't, I don't preach, uh, what you say, John? I don't preach politics, but I preach our perspective of politics, mm-hmm. you know, what, what's our, what's our viewpoint. And we had a thing where, you know, the, the culture is woke. Mm-hmm. Well, where the culture call themselves woke, I say the church must awaken. Yes. So, yeah. so I give our response to wokeness is awakenness. Yes. You know, we are awakened to see God's perspective on things. And so a lot of times people really want to pin me down on, on things like that. Marcus wars. My, I have no side, but God's side. That's right. That's you know, right. I, I have no sides. I'm not, I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a Republican. That's right. I'm, I'm the Bible. He, 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 didn't send me to, he didn't send me to rally people around. Politics, all right? <laughs> you know, and so, uh, but I can give you godly perspectives yeah. uh, and principles to help you make decisions when you choose who you're going to vote for. You know what I'm saying? But based on the principles, just uh, follow those things and, and, and God will guide you. But sometimes woke get in the church and when woke get in the church then the people go to sleep yeah when it comes to, to god yeah and uh that's 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 not good well pastor thank you so much and we're into bonus time oh okay i'm doing i'm doing something brand new with okay. you 
Okay. Uh, the conversation went so well, we're, we didn't cut at 25 like oh, we, we, didn't? we were supposed to. Oh, okay. <laughs> so we're, we're in bonus time, and okay. we're going we're gonna to do something. I'll let you know how okay. we're going to do it. I okay. already have a, a plan. God gave me a rhema as we were talking. <laughs> okay. Uh, and so, uh, but invite us to church. Help, 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 John, help. Yeah, so now we're at Covenant Church. We're at 12525 Nacogdoches Road, right off of uh, just north of Thousand Oaks, about two blocks north, right in between the Walmart and the Pet Boys. Every Sunday, 10 a.m. How, how can I, how can I, let me ask you this question. Do I have to go in a three-piece suit so I could be allowed in the building? <laughs> what, what's the, what's no, the deal? Just, just come as you are. Come as you are, and like Pastor Key said, come, come with expectation in, in seeking God and uh, truly seeking His presence. And if you if you are intimidated, you don't come into the building. We are we do have live stream on nowword.org at ten a.m. Uh, just go to that or YouTube. You can YouTube. Yep, that's correct. I have to go yep. to YouTube. Yeah, YouTube. just search for Now Word Covenant Church, and you can find us on. We're on YouTube, Facebook, um, Instagram. Uh, I can get there through nowword.org. Yes, mm-hmm. that's correct. Right. Okay, yeah. so nowword.org right. and uh, Nowword Church on Nacogdoches. Right. Uh, what's the? Give me the number again. The address is 12525 Nacogdoches Road. All right, right north of Thousand Oaks. So if you're coming off of 35, you get off of Thousand Oaks and hang a right. And uh, yep, yeah. Right past the Walmart. Right yeah. right there by that, yeah. that new, <laughs> past the new HEB, right in right. the Walmart. That's, yeah. right. that's my uh, neighborhood. That's yeah. my neighborhood. Maybe I show up there one day. Hey, that's hey, no, that is no. Yeah, We'd love to have you. Yeah. 10, 10 a.m. Yes. Just uh, chanclas or high heels. Yep, you, you're, you're welcome. <laughs> that's right. Yep. So, San Antonio, thank you so much for sticking around to the, the bonus time. And uh, Pastor Keith, uh, Brother John, thank you so much for being part of the program today. And uh, if you're looking for a church, you're looking for some place to go, 10 a.m. Sunday, uh, get in the car, drive across town, get on the via. Uh, I, I think it'll be worth your while. It'll be worth the gas uh, that it takes to get there. So go to church and let's seek God. Yes. That's the whole point. Get into the presence. Push through the people if you have to. Oh, I like that. That's good. Amen. Like the like yeah. the like the woman with the issues. Oh yeah, that's good. She man. had a lot of yeah. issues, but she yeah. pushed through. Push through the people, man. Push through the people and get into the presence. Yeah. Pastor Keith, thank you so much for thank being you. part of the program. Uh brother John, thank you so much uh for for being so good with us and connecting us. Yes, sir. You and I were talking and texting and and trying to work this out for several weeks since last year, I feel like it. <laughs> and and so but we made it happen. Thank you so much. God bless you, San Antonio. Go to church. And if you're looking for a good one, now word is where you need to be. God bless you. Thank you for joining us today as we featured our AM630 The Word Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you got a chance to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you'd like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at am630theword.com.